Hello, it's Tuesday the 25th of April and this is Need to Know, your weekly investment podcast exclusive to Clute. I'm Sarah Muir and I'm joined as always by Clute CIO Alan Higgins, but I'm also joined today by our resident US equities expert Howard Sparks, um, who's going to be taking us through earnings season. So now, I know there are two of you, but I'm still going to limit you to, well, I'm going to let you have, Howard, I'm going to let you have three points as you're a special guest. Alan, I'm going to restrict you to one point. I know normally you struggle to do three points, but you're going to only do one point today. Let's see how we go. Howard, let's start with you first. What are the three things we need to know about earnings season? Okay. um, First one, reassuring results from US banks. Um, The second point, results overall um, are good, but it's early days. And the third point was just about the US consumer. Looks like they're hanging in there. Okay, and then and then Alan, what, what's going to be your one point then? So my one point is more of a discussion between me, and Howard, and myself. Mm. Um, Sarah, you may recall previously we talked about the bearish case for stocks, and to be fair, one analyst who's really called it well, and you know we subscribe to Michael Wilson at Morgan Stanley. He's more of a top down. He's pretty convinced earnings are going to be poor quarter three, quarter four, very poor. And I just want to see what Howard thinks about that, and if they were. How might stocks perform? So we'll go from kind of earnings specific to a little bit of big picture just at the end. Okay, sounds good. All right then. Well, let's Howard. Let's start with the first one then, because obviously we closed Q1 with you know stress in the financial sector. I mean, Alan and I have talked about the mini banking crisis, and obviously there was a lot of scrutiny of bank results in this earnings season. And we had some news about uh, First Republic, I believe, um, already coming through that wasn't looking so good. But I mean, take us through what we've seen so far, particularly from banks. Yeah, so, you know, as you rightly said, you know, there was um, signs of um, uh, of stress in the, in the financial system in, in Q1. So we saw the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank in the US and and uh, the turmoil related to Credit Suisse in Europe. I won't uh, talk about Europe, but um, just to, to, certainly in the US, I guess the question for investors was, uh, or the questions would be, is this the start of a banking crisis in the US? Um, and secondly, are there any other banks in trouble? Um, and yeah, well, the answers have turned out to be no and, and maybe. Okay. So we, we, have, we have certainly seen some deposit flight um mm. from the weaker banks to the to to the to the stronger ones um now you know there were beneficiaries of that so jp morgan um shares were were up nearly eight percent on their on their results really helped by deposit inflows into their their massive chase manhattan bank um but this today we we've seen news that meanwhile first republic bank which is a a small bank in in the San Francisco area um, released results showing that customer deposits fell forty percent or so, um, and you know so you know we are we are seeing this deposit flight from the from the weaker banks to the to the um, to, to the to the stronger banks, but overall you know we've seen better results better than expected results as I mentioned from JP Morgan, also from Citigroup, from Wells Fargo, from Bank of America. So yes. Um, you know, like buses, bank failures, we don't have any, and then a few come along at once. Um, but there's nothing really to suggest, touch wood, that we are at the start of a, a wider banking crisis. 
And I mean, how many of the regional banks have, have published results so far? Is this something that was, was first republic? sorry, First Republic, was that a bit of an anomaly or have we seen other regional banks that have had the same issue with deposit flight? Um, to be honest, I haven't looked um, into other smaller smaller uh, banks, but, you know, we've still got some, we've got plenty of results to come. So we, we are only um, part of the way through. Um, earnings really um, don't start uh, kind of getting going. So in terms of overall financials, we're about half the way through. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we've still got some news to come. So that's going to be an area definitely of, of, of scrutiny as, as earnings season goes on over the next few weeks. Yeah. And OK, then to bring on to the next point, then, which is about what we kind of know already and what we're expecting. And you, and you mentioned the resilience of, of the consumer. So what, what are we seeing in earnings season that's that's indicating that? Yeah, so, I mean, maybe if I just kick off with some some earnings season stats, um, normally, we um, we like to follow um, the the percentage of companies beating expectations as a as a guide. Now, when we talk about cons uh, expectations, we mean this is the average estimate for for published um, uh, forecast for, from from analysts. And normally, in an earnings season, we see about seventy percent of companies beating. Um, these consensus expectations. And so far, with about 100 of the S&P 500 having reported, mm -hmm. this proportion of, of beats has been 77%. So, you know, we are better than um, better than average. And looking at the, the magnitude of beats, so how much in terms of earnings have, have companies been beating by, well, the average um, earnings beat has been you know, six uh, six percent or so, um, and that's certainly running at the strongest um, since Q4 21. So when we were coming out the the pandemic, and certainly above that that long term average of around about four and a half to five percent that we normally see. Yeah. You know, and you know, I, I guess you you can say to that, well, expectations were very low. And I think <laughs> that that a, was going to be my question. Very, you know, this is. Yeah an important point as well that mm. you know when we were coming into earnings season you know analysts were cutting earnings um, estimates and so yes companies are beating but they're they're beating a very very low bar so are we are is it fair to say we are seeing an earnings recession are we in yes. that territory yes we are so you know what you know if we, we look at um uh earnings compared to the same quarter last year yes we're 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 down from from around about seven percent from where we were last year and next quarter expectations are for earnings to fall about six percent from um from uh, the previous q2 so you know we are in this um in this earnings trough of of, of negative earnings growth at the at the moment over over the next few quarters Okay. I mean, we've talked a lot about banks. I mean, what other big names are we either looking for over the next couple of days or have already reported that are kind of part of this slightly more positive picture? Well, you know, I, I did highlight the, the con consumer. Um, and um, I think one company which is always interesting to, to look at, and, you know, I'd uh, encourage anyone who's who's interested just to, to Google American Express Investor Relations 
uh, and then you can you can look at their their earnings presentations and and um, this um, the great thing about American Express is you know their their crown jewels is their 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 network their card network and so they can see um, real time you know all their spending data and also they can do they know exactly whose card it is so they know you know who's spending what they're spending on um, and once overall looking at overall build business. So the amount that was spent on their card network, that's up about 16% from last year. And, right. you know, so, so that doesn't seem all that bad. Um, and, yeah. you know, what's really driving this is, um, is travel and entertainment. So travel and entertainment okay. spending is up about 39% from, from last year. So I know we've, we've, we're all probably aware of, um, you know, lots of EasyJet and, you know, others, and we're, you know, we're probably trying to be, well, certainly, I was booking, trying to book flights to to Mallorca, and I just couldn't believe how how expensive the flights were. Because you know, I think everyone's got the same idea. Everyone's being stuck at home, and this is happening in the in the US as well. So we are seeing, you know, this um, this kind of explosion of of pent up demand for 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 some things, but also I think not only kind of travel and entertainment, but you look at companies like General Motors; they're reporting mm. better than expected. Um, results as well. The U.S. house builders, um, the likes of Pulte Homes, um, they're, they're they're reporting much better than expected results. Looking at uh, consumer goods companies like Procter and Gamble, um, Nestle in the states, also restaurants, McDonald's, etc. So you know a lot of these consumer-facing businesses. So you know so far, I know we're we're, we're early days through earnings season. There does seem to be some, you know, some resilience there, and some some pent up demand that that is is helping these these companies, and that obviously all, all flows down to to the bottom line into earnings, um, and um, and helps support the market. I think, and it's, I think it's fair to say, I don't know, I don't have figures in front of me, but this, I think the savings levels in the US are still pretty good, aren't they? From the based sort of post COVID sort of savings that were built up, I think they're still at a reasonably healthy sort of level aren't they yeah that's right so they are diminishing so mm. we can we can see that um that yeah you're right throughout the pandemic helped by a lot of furlough funding etc and and obviously the absence of of available things to spend money on um most consumers were able to to build up a pot and so and that pot is now diminishing as a lot of the, those those excess funds are being spent but um yeah, certainly that's 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 certainly had an impact. Okay, and then and then your final point, Howard, which I guess is sort of, I don't know what 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 can go right. You know, what are we kind of looking for, sort of, for the rest of the season? Well, um, you know, I think this is um, the great thing about earnings season is that um, it's not only you 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 get to see exactly what companies have have delivered in terms of the, the numbers, but also you listen to the outlook statements. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think that there is certainly, um, I have to say, some kind of healthy degree of conservatism. Um, the likes of, um, I know in the, in the past, Jamie Dimon has, has said there is a storm coming. Uh, and mm. I seem to remember he that. was saying that last quarter, wasn't he? He was saying that last quarter. So the storm is still still coming. So we're still waiting for that storm, yeah. Jamie. Not that we if, want if you, it. But. If you look at um, American Express, going back to them, they've they've started to raise provisions um they are expecting that there are going to be you know increased kind of um loans kind of 
going bad or you know uh, credit card delinquencies they've reined back on some spending in in terms of marketing and in terms of share repurchase activity so you know companies are are kind of preparing themselves i guess for for a softer economic patch as um as the, these us interest rate increases begin to bite okay and then i think i mean what are the key sort of consumer names we've got reporting over the next few days that are perhaps going to hopefully reinforce this slightly more positive story that we're getting at the moment? Well, I mean, I think the next big group to, to focus on um, w- won't be, I don't believe that so much the consumer names, it's going to be tech. Yeah. So we've got, um, so we're, we're speaking on Tuesday. So we've got Microsoft, we've got Alphabet tonight. Um, mm-hmm. And and then I think this um this, I, I guess, brings us into the the other area that that, that investors are, are going to be worried about is, you know, we've seen a lot of announcements about cost cutting, at, at mm. a lot of these tech names, a lot of these job job cuts. Does that mean the results are going to be bad? Um, mm. You know, we, we we don't know. That's this is, I guess, the the next big question for for investors, and and we'll find out. We'll we'll know a lot more than we do, um, you know, in a, in a week or so's time. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ed. Well, Alan, you've sat there very quietly and very patiently. And I'd just like to say, heard you on Bloomberg this morning, thought that was very good. So obviously you've, you've done quite a lot of talking today. So we've given you a little bit of a rest and let Howard do most of the heavy lifting. You wanted to sort of talk about this sort of pessimistic view of sort of Q3 and Q4. And I think you wanted to sort of challenge, well, not challenge Howard, but maybe ask Howard as well. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Firstly, Sarah, you're getting up far too early. <laughs> that, that was that was early. I am going to be on CNBC much later, eight o'clock. Almost anyone can get up for that, but I'll, I'll let you know about that. Yeah, so really interesting hearing from Howard, <clears throat> especially the consumer side. Um, I know Howard focuses more on the US, but we had Nestle results today, very strong, just like uh, the company he knows well, Procter and Gamble in, in the states. Basically, example of of companies. There, there's a there's a, a subset of companies. Um, including the travel companies that he mentioned that are able to deal with this inflation simply by rising by raising prices. Mm. Yeah, so we covered before the bearish views. You remember, Sarah? Um, yes. We had no problem finding the bearish views. And I've got <laughs> yeah. Morgan Stanley open now, so this is more top their top down analysts, and I'd be really interested on how it's perspective um, because he's called the markets pretty well until recently, um, but basically he says. Um, um, he sees the analyst forecasts for quarter three, quarter four as far too optimistic and he expects them to be down. And um, so two kind of questions for Howard. What does, he, what does he think about that? That kind of forecast forward looking macro earnings to be down hard. And if they are, in his experience of looking at individual stocks and therefore the whole market, how much is it going to matter for the market as a whole? Yeah, well, I mean, just looking at where where are um, I talked earlier about consensus earnings estimates. So where's where's the average um, forecast, or what what earnings growth is being implied for the S and P five hundred? You know, going forward, Let, let's look at Q three and Q four. Um, Q three earnings are expected to be pretty flat compared to last year, uh, and if you look at Q four, well, earnings are currently based on on current forecasts are expected to be up by about eight percent or so so you know um certainly as things stand now if you take a snapshot of of all these bottom up when we say bottom up all these individual company 
uh, forecasts all bulk together uh, and um, to, to, to get the total for, for the overall S&P 500. You know, if you take a look at that snapshot today, well, you know, that we are going to we are expected to, to come out of this this uh, earnings trough. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess that's that's going to be the I guess the key area um, of, of disagreement. Now, you know, does that mean that the earnings come down or does that mean that the, the markets go up? I mean, this uh, uh, I don't know, my my feeling on earnings is kind of one important measure to look at is the next four quarters of, of earnings. So what markets are really good at is they're really good at discounting the future. And if we can look at those next four quarters of, of, of earnings, you know, what is happening to that? And actually what we've begun to see is we've begun to see those next four quarters of earnings started to be revised up. Um, now, you know, this could be a flash in the pan. We could see some 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 bad news to come. We could see um, some sort of economic shock. Um, but you know, as we stand here at the moment, I don't. You know, I'm I'm kind of struggling to see it from from you know what the companies are saying. Because we are technically at the moment. We're seeing earnings recession, aren't we, at the moment? So we've seen, I don't know how many quarters now have we seen earnings decline? Yes, yeah, so we saw it last quarter. Uh, so Q4, Q1, and the expectations that we're going to see it in Q2 as well. And then Q3, it's around about flat. So mm. that's kind of when we're going to be coming out. I mean, Alan, do you feel that this is, I mean, I know we've talked before about this is probably the most heavily predicted recession in the history of recessions. Are you feeling then that maybe perhaps sort of analysts, forecasters are getting a little bit too pessimistic? So, so the, the, so the, the pessimistic ones are people like Michael Wilson, the top down ones. He says that the people that Howard follow a lot, who, who he like the forecaster of Apple, Microsoft shares, the individual forecaster is far too optimistic. Um, I'm somewhere in between. I can see weaker growth going forward. Um, I can see the thousands, we said 4,000, didn't we? Over 4,000 regional banks being being cautious um, mm. after what we've gone through in higher rates. So I can see economic weakness. But to your point, Sarah, I'm more in the camp, so what? And it's um, what I said on Bloomberg TV. Why don't, why don't I repeat it? Is that this is what history shows, at least. And when the Fed's, at the last Fed rate hike, and let's hope this May is the last one, mm. six months later, the market nearly always rises. In the last five times, the market's risen uh, by, 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 on an average of 13%. The market likes it. However, we concede recession, proper recession, the market hates it. So it's a battle between recession and rates. However, as you said, this is the most discounted recession I've ever seen. Uh, such pessimism. I do wonder if there's a lot in the price. So my best guess would be um, either Howard and his analysts, we call them bottom up, the individual analysts are completely right. And then we're going to have a real boom. Or we're just going to have a couple of difficult weeks as we come to, come to terms with economic weakness. And then the market will quickly turn around and people will be saying, why is the market going up? Well, because it was kind of discounted and uh, mm. Howard made a, a, a very important point. 
markets are brilliant at being forward-looking. They'll quickly say, yeah. oh, yeah, earnings are good. Michael Wilson's right. Mm. Earnings are taking a hit in quarter three and quarter four. But guess what? 2024, different story, mm. especially if, if rates start to come down. So, yeah, I think it will be a narrow window if there is a window at, at all to, to invest in the stock market in, uh, in this year on a correction. And I know that, Howard, you've said before that usually the headlines hit long after we've gone past the trough, don't they? Well, yeah. I mean, I think the um, one thing I, I remember back in the depths of the financial crisis, you know, where, if you look back and find exactly the day to which, you know, the, the US market or global markets bottomed and look at the headlines on that day, I kind of guarantee that they're pretty much all as negative as they could be. There's always analysts out there or strategists saying, saying very bearish things, even, even at, at the bottom. So um, markets will, will bottom before, before the news does. Um, and, and certainly before, before um, the, the earnings do. And in fact, you know, we, we have seen markets, you know, rise so far this year. So, mm. you know, I think there, there has been, um, I mean, how, how do we explain that? Uh, but anyway, um, you know, that, that, that's what I would say. I mean, I just reiterate, you know, what, what we were saying. It's, it's um, markets are just excellent at, at discounting the news. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Howard. Brilliant as always. And thank you very much, Alan. You know, you managed to sort of stay awake from your very, very early morning start to be on Bloomberg this morning. Um, before I get to the quick sort of key takeaways, a reminder that the views expressed in this podcast are not intended to constitute investment advice, are accurate at the time of recording and are subject to change. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the first question was, is there a banking crisis in the US? You know, Howard, slightly sort of no and maybe certainly the bigger banks have benefited from deposit flight from some of the smaller regional banks. I mean, uh, First Republic not looking so good, but, you know, we've got so far actually generally results have been actually pretty good, especially for the big banks. You know, we talk about normally sort of beating expectations around about 70%. I think Howard said something like 77% of the 100 firms that have, have reported so far. Caveat that with the fact that obviously expectations were going very low going into this earnings season, but it's still good that they're beating them. And what we are seeing certainly in the US is a very resilient consumer, especially as far as credit card spending is concerned and spending on leisure and holidays and that sort of thing. As for the outlook, I mean, there is, I mean, Alan talked about, you know, there's this quite bearish sort of pessimistic outlook, the sense that perhaps some of the stock analysts are a little bit too optimistic. Um, but, you know, as, as both, we've got two bulls on the on the podcast this week. So that's always good. Um, but the feeling is that maybe um, perhaps everything has been priced in. That's not to say that there's not going to be a recession, but uh, as, as Howard said, you know, markets are very, very good at discounting the future. And you need to look maybe 12 months ahead, not just to the next quarter. And we could well see by Q4 of this year, um, earnings back in positive territory again. I say thank you very much to Howard and Alan. Um, don't forget to uh, check out the podcast page on coots.com to access previous episodes. That's all for this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, it's a short week, obviously, but we've got, I think we might have a couple of topics um, planned for next week. And I know one of them is possibly looking at the Bank of Japan, but we'll, uh, well, you'll find out next week if we're actually going to be doing that or not. But that's all for this week. Um, until next week, uh, when it'll be more need to know. Bye for now.